following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. All right, if you will, go ahead and make your way back to your seat and uh, have a seat. Uh, we're glad to have you with us today. Again, I'm Pastor Chris. Hey, how about Joey doing a great job with our announcements this morning? So, uh, for those, those of you who don't know, Joey's our, our youth ministry intern, and, um, which basically means he's our slave. We tell him to do whatever we, we want to do. And, uh, but anyway, he did a great job this morning. He's been practicing that. And I told him to bring the energy, and he did. So we appreciate that this morning. Hey, a couple of things I want to take care of, uh, kind of uh, in-house a little bit. Um, man, last Sunday, as I said, it was a Life Group Sunday. We had over 400 uh, sign-ups for our life groups uh, so far. And uh, man, that is awesome. Largest uh, number of sign-ups we've ever had. Uh, but I got to take care of a little something. Um, and that is, uh, so we, we voted last week on all the different booths and the tables out there. And uh, so we had some winners. And I want to share those with you. So let's see here. Um, and we have a $50 gift card uh, for all the winners. So is anybody in here from the Mops group? They won for most creative. Anybody here from the Mops group? One of the Mops leaders. Uh, Scott's got your gift right here. Kind of stand up, raise your hand. We can clap for the mops, mothers of preschoolers. Woo! There we go. Okay, don't give it to a guy. Give it, no, I don't see it anyway. Okay, so uh, the next one is, uh, the, actually the next one won uh, two uh, awards, most informative and best sales pitch, and that's the Crazy Love Group. Crazy Love. So uh, there we go right back there, Chris. Chris Jones, so congratulations. Uh, evidently very informative, and man, he was, he was like a carny out there, kind of drawing people to his group. Um, and then the next one won uh, two as well, uh, and, and they won for best food and best overall. Okay, you ready for this? It was my group, <laughs> my group. Okay, hold on, hold on now. Now, I gotta confess, I had nothing to do with it. So um, I actually turned the group over to my table to Troy, which I believe he's probably, he's usually a second service guy. Is Troy in here? Troy, I don't think he's in here. He usually comes to the second service. But, and for the food, uh, we, got, we have three winners for the food because I turned it over to John Curzon, uh, Ricky Spell, and Sheely Pendarvis. And we have a gift for all three of those guys. So I, I see Ricky right here. Where's John Curzon? Man, uh, and, I, and I know some of you think I cheated because I got a chef from Husk to come and take care. But hey, you could have done that. I mean, come on, you know. Anyway, it was awesome. Hey, the most important thing, though, is, uh, man, sign up for a group. And uh, there in your, your bulletin this morning, there's a catalog, and uh, there's three different ways to sign up for a group. You only have to sign up one time, one way. So if you already signed up, either online or at the table or on your Connect card, you are already signed up. Groups don't begin this week. They begin the following week, the week of Sunday, February the 11th. And uh, so if you'll check out your catalog, if you haven't yet signed up, hey, raise your hand, by the way, if, you, if you've signed up for a group, raise your hand, raise your hand. Isn't that great? Wow, check that out. A lot of people have. So um, there's three different ways to sign up this morning as well. Uh, you can sign up online from our website. Uh, you can sign up from your Connect card. You'll notice uh, on the My Next Step today on the top, it says sign me up for a life group, LG, and then blank. You literally just have to open up your catalog, and if you wanted to come to uh, uh, the Tuesday night group, Taste and See, it's LG Fit, F-I-T, and you just have to write that there on your Connect card. The third way you can sign up, again, online, 
Connect card, or we do have those sign-up sheets that were, that were in the tent at the tables. They are back in the back of the auditorium uh, on, on, on two different tables. And so you can go back there uh, after the service and uh, sign your name up for a group. And again, you only have to sign up one time, uh, one way. Uh, the other thing that I want you to do is, I, since I pointed back in that direction, hey, everybody uh, turn around and look back there at the one sign. Underneath the one sign is our impact sign. And you might already notice that we've began putting uh, our little stickers underneath baptisms and salvations. And uh, right now, uh, 21 salvations already here at Coastal uh, the, the, in 2018. And uh, we already have 10 baptisms. And we're going to add two more uh, after this morning. So. Um, we're excited about that. Um, our goal this year is to see 100 people come to know Jesus uh, through the ministry of Coastal and uh, 100 baptisms. So uh, uh, we're excited about that. God is doing something great uh, here at Coastal, and we are just humbled and honored to be a part of it. Uh, but that's you. Uh, that's you making an impact, building relationships, praying, reaching out, uh, inviting. Uh, this morning, two students uh, were baptized, and a lot of those uh, stickers back there are from our student ministry winter retreat. And uh, we're just excited what God is doing through our student ministry and through the lives of people here at Coastal. Uh, the other thing that's in your bulletin today is this little financial freedom uh, invite cards, a big postcard. These are getting mailed out this week uh, to all of West Ashley. And um, we'd love for you, we have some more, and so we uh, put them in the bulletin today. And uh, we'd love for you to use these to invite people to come next Sunday to this new series that we kick off called Financial Freedom. Uh, and it is what exactly what it, is, what it says, financial freedom. That's what we're going to be talking about, setting people free in their finances, uh, we are so convinced that we want to do that, uh, that next Sunday, uh, in both services, we are going to do, you know, sometimes when we have a new service, we'll give away something fun or cool. Uh, usually, like on Father's Day, we'll give away meat, uh, you know, something like that, or a grill, uh, just, you know, just to have some fun. Um, you know, Mother's Day, be a spa treatment or something. Well, for the kickoff for uh, financial freedom, in both services, we're going to give away $500 to help somebody uh, pay down their debt. Uh, now, not so they can go out to Hall's Chop House after the service. It's so that they can pay down, you know, their visa bill, student loan, any kind of, any kind of debt. And we'll explain more about that next week. So the, the key is uh, to invite uh, and bring a friend. Hey, the other thing I wanted to do this morning is uh, my wife is uh, watching, uh, at, not at home, but in Atlanta with her mom. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to my wife and my mother-in-law. So no jokes, to, no mother-in-law jokes today. But I never tell those, do I? Never, ever. Right, Coastal? Thank you. Hey, anybody uh, excited about the Super Bowl Sunday today? Who you, you got, go, got a party you're going to this afternoon, maybe? Somebody's invited you over uh, to their house to watch the game, watch the halftime show, uh, watch the commercials. Uh, that's really what I want to talk about today, invitations. Invitations. We give invitations. We give them and receive them all the time. All the time. I mean, we invite people to come, like I said, to come watch the game. Uh, we invite people to go see, the you go see a movie, uh, out to lunch or out to dinner. If you're on Facebook, you send a friend invitation, a friend request, uh, wedding invitations, shower invitations, uh, birthday invitations, birthday parties. We give, uh, extend invitations all the time. Today, however, I want us to look at an invitation that you can offer that you can give, you can extend, that potentially is more life-changing than any other type of invitation. And that is the invitation for people to come, to come and see, to come and check out and learn more about Jesus for themselves. In fact, it's an invitation many times for them to come, to come to Coastal, 
to come here and experience uh, Jesus here at Coastal because that's what we do week in and week out. We lift up Jesus as high and clear as possible and we let him draw people to himself. Now, to do that, to talk about that today, I want us to look at a really cool story from the book of John uh, in the New Testament. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of context for this particular story that we're going to read. John the Baptist, at this point, is a great prophet, and uh, he'd been telling everybody about the Messiah to come, the Son of God, uh, telling everyone that he is going to come, he's going to save the world. And then when Jesus did come, Jesus met John the Baptist, and John, at that point, had an awful lot of people following him. And so John said, told all of his followers, hey, no longer follow me, I want, you to stop follow, I want you to start following Jesus, okay? So, at this point in our story, Andrew is one of John's followers that then began to start following Jesus. And so this is where our, our story picks up in John chapter 1. So follow along as I read it out loud. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter. This is the same Peter who went on to become Uh, one of Jesus' early disciples, by the way, and uh, one of the leaders in the early church, preached the first gospel message. 3,000 people were saved, gave their life to Christ, and the church began. Then it continues. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, be my disciple. Philip was from Bethesda, Andrew, and Peter's hometown. Philip went off to look for Nathanael. Nathaniel was a friend of his. And he told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from there? Now you notice he's, uh, he's kind of nasty about Nazareth, isn't he? I mean, he kind of slams Nazareth. Na- Nazareth basically at that time was uh, just a little hick town, um, but really, the big deal about Nazareth for the, for the Jew was that there was a Roman military post there. So no Jewish person really ever wanted to go to Nazareth. It'd be like saying, Goose Creek, can anything good come from Goose Creek? No. Uh, if you're from Goose Creek, I apologize. It's, it's really not because you're a hick town, but what I'm saying, see, there's a military post there. So that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, so Philip doesn't argue with him, but instead he says this. Just come and see for yourself, Philip said. Now I want you to underline that today. That's important. Come and see for yourself. As they approached, Jesus said, here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. How do you know about me, Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Nathanael replied, teacher, you are the son of God the king of Israel. Now, here's what I want you to notice today. Peter and Nathaniel's lives are changed. They're changed dramatically because they meet Jesus. They have an encounter with Jesus. In fact, their lives are forever turned upside down for good. They become world changers. But, and this is huge this morning, this is big, 
Peter never, never would have encountered Jesus had his brother Andrew never loved him enough to invite him to come with him and see him. Nathaniel never would have received eternal life, the eternal life that Jesus alone offers, had his friend Philip not cared enough to invite him to come and see Jesus. Now listen to me. There are people in your life that are never ever going to experience the life-changing, life-altering love of God that comes through Jesus and Jesus alone unless you invite them to come and see for themselves. I mean, you, you and I literally have the opportunity to change someone's life, to impact their eternity simply by inviting them to come and see what Jesus is all about. In fact, that's the impact principle for today. We've been giving you a principle each week with each message. Here's today's. My invitation to attend church can make an eternal impact. An eternal impact. So I want to spend the rest of today uh, talking about five things that have to happen Five things that must happen if these invitations are really going to make an impact, okay? Here's number one. First of all, I must believe that Jesus, in fact, changes lives. I mean, I gotta believe that. I gotta be sold out to that. You see, the reason that Andrew was so quick in bringing his brother Peter to see Jesus is because he knew it. I mean, he knew that if Peter met Jesus, man, his life would be forever changed. And then the reason that Philip was so excited about bringing his friend Nathaniel, you know, to come and see for himself, to come meet Jesus, was that he knew his life would never be the same if he had an encounter with Jesus. My point is, it starts with you. You know, it starts with us. We, we, we got to own this. We got to really believe in the power of Jesus to actually change lives, that our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our family, man, that they need Jesus in their life. Now, the Bible tells us that when somebody comes to Jesus, when someone says yes, at least two things happen that we know. One, that person receives eternal life. You see, when somebody says yes to Jesus and they ask Jesus to come into their life and they humbly repent of their sin and they turn from their sin and they turn toward Christ by faith and they start to follow him, the Bible says that Jesus comes into their life. They are they are. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in their life and they are forgiven of all their sin and their eternity is secured forever. I love how 2 Timothy 1.10 puts it. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the coming of Christ Jesus, our Savior. And listen to what he did. Who broke the power of sin and death and showed us the way to, to everlasting life through the good news. Man, that's what Jesus does. That's what he does in somebody's life. He breaks the power of sin and death. We get to spend an eternity with God in heaven. We don't have to worry about what happens after we die. Man, when Jesus comes into our life, man, that is taken care of. We have hope, and it is a sure hope, a secure hope. But secondly, number two, we also need to understand that Jesus did not just come for the promise of eternal life. He promised to come and bring life 
and meaning and purpose and fulfillment in our lives here and now. You know that verse that we use all the time, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what he promises us. And he promises everyone who, you know, today, if you are carrying a weight on your shoulders, a heavy burden, whatever that might be, he actually promises to carry it for you. Look at Jesus' own words in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Is there anybody here today, anybody here watching that might say, you know what, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm in that category. I feel like I'm carrying a heavy burden today. I'm being weighted down. I am overwhelmed. I am, I am worn out. And he says, if you're weary and carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you what? I'll give you rest. Man, do you know people in your life right now they are struggling under the burden of fear or shame or regret or brokenness or debt or whatever it is? Do you know people who are just beat down with so much weight on their shoulders, they're carrying such a heavy burden that it's almost like their knees are buckling underneath them because they can barely survive? Jesus says, I came to take that burden and I came to set you free. Now, I don't know about you, but honestly, there have been times in my life when, you know, I shied away from, you know, making an invitation, offering an invitation for someone to come to church with me because one, you know, I, I, I actually thought that they were, you know, man, they're, they're just so far away from God, there's no way they're ever going to turn. And truthfully, I forgot who I am and what God did in my life. You know, and, and for a little bit, you kind of think, well, they're just beyond hope. Or two, you know, I, I was afraid that, you know, what they would say if I did invite them to come with me. You know, I, I, might, I might offend them. They might, they might get upset or might, they might think I'm weird or strange. Now I don't feel either one of those things now. Let me ask you something. Do you really believe that that friend, that their life would be better, that it could be changed, if Jesus got a hold of them. Do you believe that? Do you believe that that coworker who sits next to you every day at work, do you feel that their life could be changed? It would be better, not just in eternity, but, for, but now, if they had an encounter with Jesus. Do you believe that that girl who sits next to you in your economics class, that if Jesus came into her life, man, she would be forever changed. That family member, that brother, that spouse, do you believe it? Because if you do, if you truly believe it, then you owe it to them at the very, very least to extend an, off an offer, an invitation to come and come and see for themselves. Come to a place where they're gonna, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to lift him up. We're going to sing about him and to him. And we're going to share the gospel. Invite them to come and check it out. Listen, nobody, nobody is beyond the reach of God's loving grace. You weren't and nobody else is either. Now, this coming Sunday at Coastal, it's a big day. We're kicking off a new series. We're kicking off a series called Financial Freedom. And let me tell you something. It is a perfect week for you to invite somebody to come to Coastal with you. It is. In fact, today, on the back of your outline, uh, excuse me, on the back of your Connect card, it says, uh, 
I will invite and bring a friend to our series kickoff, Financial Freedom, on Sunday, February the 11th. Man, if you're serious about extending that invitation, check that box. And man, let's, let's get busy. Let's do it. Listen, here is what I believe. I believe that this year here at Coastal, in fact, I believe that during this coming series, Financial Freedom, I believe that there are going to be some marriages that are on the brink right now who are going to get turned around that are going to be saved. I believe that there are going to be some people who are under the bondage of financial freedom and financial debt who are going to be set free. I believe that there are people at this church who are going to come this year who are going to be set free from depression, from unforgiveness, from addiction. I believe there are people who are going to come this coming series, who are going to come this year to Coastal, who feel like they are so far away from God and they could never come home, but they are going to come home here. I believe there's some people who maybe used to be connected with God, but now they're kind of far away. They're going to get reconnected and transformed. I believe that. Now, here's the catch, though. It don't matter what we do here. It don't matter what we sing about, who we sing to, what I preach. If the people in your life who are broken and who need to hear it, if they aren't here, if you don't extend an invitation and the only person that can invite them is you. So first of all, we got to believe that this stuff is real. Listen, listen, if it's not, what are we doing here? Why are we putting stickers on a sign? Why are we lighting a bulb if we don't really be, be, believe it? If we don't buy into it? You need to believe that Jesus can and does change lives for all eternity and here and now. Number two, you got to recognize that Jesus wants to use you. He wants to use you to make an impact. Listen to me. God's got you where you are right now for a reason and for a season. Where you live, where you work, and where you play. We've been saying that over and over and over in this series. God has you where he wants you. You are his missionary. And he wants to use you to make an impact in the community, in the world, for Jesus. You see, Philip was in Nathaniel's life for a reason. Andrew was Peter's brother for a reason. God wanted to use them. Now here's the truth. When you go to work tomorrow, you may very well be the only follower of Jesus in your workplace. So who else? Who else is gonna show them what a grace-filled, love-filled, follower of Jesus looks like other than you? Who else is going to invite them to come to a place where they're going to hear about Jesus? When you go to school tomorrow, you may very well be the only follower of Jesus in your particular class. And if you don't extend an invitation for those students to come to student ministry on Wednesday night, if you don't invite them to come here and find out more about your faith, to find out more about Christianity, who's going to do it? You might be the only friend in that person's life who's a believer. You might be the only Christian in your family. Now, here's what all that means. If you're waiting on somebody else to invite the people that you say you care about that are in your life to come to Coastal, to come to Jesus, to share your story, to share your faith, you might be waiting for something that's never going to happen. 
Now listen, as a church, you know what? Man, we're gonna try to do everything we can to, uh, to help you along in that process. We're gonna try to do everything we can to, to reach out to our city. We're gonna provide ground coverage for you as we send out mailings and, and advertise online and social media. But here's the truth. The number one way, the number one reason why people come to church for the very first time and stay, and it's not even close, is because a friend invites them. Because somebody that they know, somebody that's been praying for them, somebody that's been loving them, reaches out to them, cares enough to invite them to come and see for themselves what it's all about. So number one, you gotta believe it. You gotta believe that Jesus changes lives. Number two, you gotta recognize that Jesus wants to use you. And then number three, start identifying the people in your circle of influence, your sphere of influence to invite. Now, this is where I want everybody to put their thinking caps on. I want you to literally today begin to prayerfully identify the people in your life who God might be wanting you to invite to church next week. And I want, you to, I want you to think about it and identify the people in your life who are not yet followers of Jesus, who don't go to church anywhere because God has intentionally put people in your life who don't know him. And again, that's what the series has been all about. He wants to use you to make an impact in their life. Colossians 4, 5 says this, live wisely among those who are not yet Christians, making the most of every opportunity. Nowhere there do I, says it, do I, do I see that it says, complain all the time about you know, the, the lost heathens that you work with and go to school with. It doesn't say that, does it? It says live wisely with them. Make the most of that chance that you have. You know, God wants you to make the most of that opportunity. Now, so here's what I want you to do. Look on your outline this morning. And you'll notice a little diagram there. It's a little, we're calling that the four circles of impact. Four circles of impact that you have in your life. We're gonna start with the smallest circle and then work our way uh, outward. Four different areas of, in your life. So in the box, we're gonna write the four different areas of, of the people that you know. And then as I give you the different circles of influence, circles of relationships, I want you to start thinking about a very specific person or people that fit into that category, Okay? who are not yet followers of Jesus, you know, who don't go to church anywhere, who need God in their life. And I want you to write their names down today on, on your outline, okay? So number one, here's the first circle. It's your family. And let's just start there. It's your family. Now, not all the time, but sometimes that's the, most, that's the closest you know, group, you know, the closest circle. For some of you, maybe it's not family, it's friends. But let's start here with family. You know, that's Andrew. Andrew and Peter, Andrew and um, were, were Peter, you know, brothers. Andrew, you know, when he first followed Jesus, the very first person that popped into his mind was his brother Peter. And so when he got to Peter, he said, hey, man, come and see Jesus, man. You, you got to meet this guy. I want you to check this out. So who are the family in your life who don't know Jesus, who are disconnected from God? Could be your husband, could be your wife, could be a parent, a child, an aunt, and an uncle. You know, I, I don't know, but... You know, who are the family in your life that you could invite to come to church with you next week whose lives could be forever changed if they had a personal encounter with Jesus? So that's the first circle. And again, as we go through these, I want you to think about those names and write their names down on your outline. The second circle, friends. Friends. You know, this was the category of, of Philip and Nathaniel. You know, Philip chose to follow Jesus, and as he began to follow Jesus, the very first person that popped into his mind was his friend Nathaniel. 
And, uh, you know, he goes and gets his friend Nathaniel. And, uh, you know, Nathaniel didn't want to come. I don't want to go there. Nazareth, you know, who wants to go there? And, you know, not, instead of arguing about it, he said, hey, just come and see what it's like for yourself. And then Nathaniel did, and it changed his life. Listen, my life, my, my life was forever changed because a friend invited me to church. That's it. That's where it started. And listen, my life, you know, I was in the pits. You know, my dad had recently died. You know, I mean, my life was torn to pieces. I was a mess. And we had grown up going to church, but we had long stopped going. And a friend cared enough about me to invite me to church. And it changed my life. Within two weeks of that invitation, I gave my life to Jesus. I I knew that God had called me to go into ministry. And listen, you are here today because that guy invited me to come to church with him. Who are the friends in your life? You know, people that you hang out with, you know, this weekend. Who are the people in your life, you know, you're going to hang out with tonight? Invited you over to watch the Super Bowl. You invited them over. You know, people who are in trouble, they call you and you call them. You know, who are the friends in your life who are not yet followers of Jesus? I mean, you care about them. And do you really believe that their lives would be better if they had an encounter with God? Write their names down today. You know, I I hope that as we go through these circles that, man, you're going to come up with at least five names. I mean, the truth is some of you have already written down 12, you know? Um... Think of as many as you can. The third circle is coworkers or classmates. Coworkers or classmates. Now listen, everybody in this room, you either have a job or you're in school or you need to get off your butt and get a job, okay? <laughs> no, um, no and you, know, you might be thinking right now, you know what, I, I'm in a job and you know, I absolutely hate it. I don't even like my coworkers. You know, or I'm in class and I can't stand it. And the question should be, why does God have me here right now? I mean, did you ever come to think that, you know, God has you where you are because you are surrounded by people who don't know him? And he wants to use you to make an impact. So think about it. Who are the coworkers that you know that don't know God? You know, maybe it's the most sour person in the office. It's the meanest person in the class. But if God got a hold of them, he could radically change their life. Who are the people that you know, your, your classmates, your coworkers? Write their names down. The last circle, neighbors or community. Neighbors or community. I mean, these are the people who you know, maybe live with you in your apartment building or they live in your neighborhood. These could be the people that you see when you work out at your gym and you're there regularly, you know, and you see the same people and, you know, you're not close personal friends, but you know them, they know you. Or, you know, you go to get coffee or breakfast every morning kind of at the same place, the same people are there. Maybe you're, a, you know, a mom and you take your kids to a play group and see other parents there. Man, you could just brag about our children's ministry, about mops. I mean, you know, maybe they're not that close personal friends, but you know them. And you've built a relationship with them and you share something in common. Who are the people in that circle? 
man, you could just extend a very simple invitation. In fact, we have tools for you to do that. You know, back there in the back on the uh, little kiosk underneath the, the one and the impact sign, we got little, you're invited cards, little, little business cards, little square cards. You're like, hey, you know, I'd love for you to come. Man, this is where I go. You know, man, it made a difference in my life, helped turn our marriage around, our family, our finances, whatever, whatever your story is. Say, hey, man, I want you to come check this out. It's really made a difference in our life. Because you know that, you believe that. So believe that Jesus changes lives. Understand that he wants to use you. Identify the people in your own life. And then number four, obviously care enough to extend the invitation. Care enough to extend an invitation to church. You know, if you really believe, again, that Jesus changes lives, if you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the only way to eternal life, and that real life is found only in him, and you can identify some people in your life who need him, then you just need to care enough to actually invite them to come and see it for themselves. That's all Philip did with his friend Nathaniel. He told Nathaniel, hey man, let's not argue, you're right, Nazareth, but come and see Jesus. By the way, let me give you some encouragement here. You're not responsible for the outcome. You're not. Listen, you and I, you know, we're just responsible for, for casting seed. We're just responsible for, you know, extending the invitation. Don't beat yourself up if they don't respond. Don't beat yourself up if they don't come. Don't beat yourself up if they come and they, you know, they don't want to come back. Don't get frustrated and give up. You know what you need to do? Keep praying. Keep loving. Keep serving. Keep reaching out. Keep living your faith. Build that relationship. Man, you just be a missionary. You just be wise in your relationships with these people. And periodically, you just keep extending an invitation. And you just leave the results to God. Listen, people coming to faith, it is a process. It is a journey. You know, you and I are only responsible for casting the seed. You and I, we're just a link. We're just one link in the long chain of people's lives being changed with the gospel of Jesus. We can't make it grow. God does that. And finally, number five, man, just experience God's blessing in your own life. When you, when you do this, when, you, when you're a part of this process, you know, why? Why does God make such a big deal about us doing this, about helping people get connected to him, about making an impact, about sharing our faith? Why is that so important? Let me give you a couple of, a couple of reasons why, um, if you think about it. After you die and you go to heaven, okay, you're a believer, you die, you go to heaven, there are only two things you can't do anymore in heaven. Okay, I mean, we're going to be able to do, man, we're going to be partying, dancing, singing, all kinds of things. We'll be, we'll be to do things that just bring us joy in heaven and be in the very presence of, of Jesus. But there are two things that you and I can never do in heaven. Number one, we can't sin. Isn't that going to be awesome, man? No more sin, no more death, no more pain. You know, it's a perfect place. There won't be uh, anger or hurt or fear or shame. Man, that's going to be awesome. But the second thing we won't be able to do in heaven is this. We will not be able to tell anybody else about Jesus anymore. You will not be able to reach out to that friend anymore. You will not be able to extend that invitation. You will not be able to, to reach out to them. It'll be too late then. It'll be too late to invite someone to come and see for themselves what a difference Jesus could possibly make in their life. Listen, that's why this is such a big deal now. 
you know, to help people get connected to God, to, to invite them to come to a place where Jesus is going to be lifted up. Let me tell you something. That's why he blesses those who do. That's why they feel like they have a purpose. They have a reason to get up every morning. They don't struggle with, the, you know, with, with discouragement and depression because, man, I've got a reason for living. Look at this last verse, Matthew 25, 23. This is what Jesus said, and this is a blessing that you and I are gonna receive when we live out our faith and we invite others to come and see for themselves. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I'm gonna give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Man, if you and I will be faithful here with this small task of just reaching out to somebody, like, hey, come and see. Come and check it out for yourself. Jesus says, this is what you'll be rewarded with. Well done, good and faithful servant. Man, you've been faithful with this? Come on in and enjoy so much more forever. Who do you know? Who's in your life? God's planted you where you are right now, where you live, where you work, and where you play for a reason, and yes, for a season. Are you making the most of it right now? Are you praying? Are you sharing? Are you inviting? Coastal, God's not done with us yet. And there are people in this city, in this community, whose lives would be forever changed if Jesus got a hold of them. And there is nothing greater than being used in the process of doing that. Join with us in doing that. Man, you know what? Maybe you're here this morning and you know, you, you've been a part of the worship and you saw these you know, students get baptized today, and you're thinking, man, what is that? You know what that is? The two students have given their life to Jesus, and so they decided, you know, it's time to go public with that now and to show the world that I'm identified with, with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I'm a follower of his. And you know what? You can become one today too. And it's not based on you being a good person. It's not a long list of do's and don'ts. It's not religion. Religion will only do one thing, and that's get you cuts in the line to hell. That's it. It's faith in the one and only one who was ever perfect, who was ever righteous, who sacrificed his life for yours and mine and anybody that would call upon his name. He gave his life for all of us on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sin and he rose from the dead and he is alive. And if you will put your faith and your trust in him and him alone and what he did for you, your sins will be forgiven. Your slate will be wiped clean. And he, he will not only give you a home in heaven for all eternity, but he will give you life in abundance here and now. The best life, the life that's filled with purpose and meaning and fulfillment. And all of that is for you if you will turn away from your sin and turn toward him and believe. Put your faith and trust in him alone. And you can do that today. 
And I want to pray for you to do that in just a moment. I want to pray for our church today to be the men and women of God that I know that we can be and reach out to this world and make an impact. Let's do that together. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for your word. I thank you for the faith of of Philip and and Andrew. And God, I, I thank you for the people in my life that cared enough about me to extend an invitation to a teenager, to a kid who was hurting. And I came to a place to hear about the good news of the gospel. I came to to a place to hear about a man who would carry my burdens. I could give all that over to him, and he walked with him to a cross, and he paid the ultimate price. And God, I thank you for calling me into ministry, and I thank you, God, for all those people that you put in my life that were just a link in the chain of, of all of that happening. Thank you, God, thank you. And I pray today that we would be those people Those people, those names that we wrote down, I pray today we're praying for them. We'll use this card. We'll use another card. We'll share our story, share our faith. We'll be bold. We'll be courageous. And just make an invitation. Man, come to a place where you're going to hear and see Jesus. And listen, if you're here today and you are ready to come to faith, you are ready to come home, it's not... It's not this long, drawn-out process as you might be thinking. You don't have to clean yourself up before you come to God. He does the cleaning. Come to Him now in faith. Pray something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today, I want to come home. I do. I've, I've pushed you out of my life. I have walked away from you. And God, I admit it today. I'm a mess. I'm a sinner. I have blown it. I know that. But Father, today, I do believe. I believe that Jesus is who he said he was and who he is. He is your son. He went to that cross for me. He paid the penalty for my sin. And yes, God, as much as I understand, as much as I know how, I believe that he rose from the dead and he is alive. And I put my trust in him and him alone. And now, God, very humbly, for the rest of my days, I just want to follow him. God, I want to become more and more like you see me now. Your child, your son, your daughter, clean, forgiven, forever brand new. Thank you, God. Thank you. And God, I do pray for our church. I pray for Coastal that this week we would make an invitation that could forever impact someone's life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.